Greetings all, this is Nancy Gill with the James Exchange bringing yet another episode to you. It is my second in the year of 2023. So I had a conversation with someone and he kind of questioned my podcast that I put out regarding Dr. Hurt has left the building. And he felt that I didn't tell the whole story. So that sent me down a little bit of a rabbit hole and caused me to create a timeline of sorts as to when Dr. Hurt is supposed to leave the building. And so that's kind of what this podcast is about. But before we get on to that... Tomorrow, Monday, January the 9th at 7 o'clock, Town Council will meet for their first work session of the new year. Just so you know, they are still doing hybrid meetings, which means you can sit at home and watch the meeting through Zoom or go down and join them at Council Chambers. There is a link in the written portion of this podcast, and for those of you who have had trouble in the past, I have tested it out about 10 times, so I'm fairly confident that it works. Also, just a reminder that meetings are recorded and uploaded to the Scottsville Community Channel on YouTube. So on the agenda is downtown parking, factory rezoning, progress report on the budget, and the Community Foundation and Town Reserve Funds. We are going to concentrate on factory rezoning, and I'm going to try to build out a timeline, and I hope it truly makes sense. We start with the Town Council's regular meeting on March the 21st, where they voted on the 36th housing units on Upper Bird Street. This was a tied vote, 3 to 3, with Mayor Smith breaking it in favor of the application. So then, a few days later on March the 25th, a memorandum of contract related to real estate was recorded in the Albemarle Clerk's Office listing several conditions in the purchase contract between Virginia Land and Southern Development. And this is where I started to go down the rabbit hole, seeing what basically does Southern own, does Dr. Hurd own, and all that sort of thing. Anyway, if anybody wants to delve into this further, the instrument number is 202200003640. It is 24 pages long, but the pertinent information is basically on one page. So I did, and this is where the timeline gets a little mixed up with me. I actually had an email exchange with Charlie Armstrong on this memorandum of contract. And this is in the written portion of the podcast, but basically the upshot is Southern Development purchasing of the tire plant property is not contingent on the rezoning slash SUP application of Echelon Resources and the 205 apartments passing. So 
We've got that out of the way. So we go through, and on June 3rd, Scottsville Community Investments, LLC, was registered with the Virginia State Corporation Commission. And on July the 29th, Scottsville Community Investments purchased the Upper Bird property and Lot 1 in the Mink Creek Estates. Now, where does Echelon come into this? We know that they first contacted the town and actually toured the tire plant before a contract, purchase contract between Virginia Land and Southern happened. After the agreement was put in place, or the contract agreement was put in place, they sat down with Southern. And then on August 20th, Echelon Resources acting as the agent submitted the zoning request slash SUP for 800 Bird Street, which is the tire plant. The owner of record on the application is Lower Bird Street, LLC, because as I have mentioned previously, the property has not yet been purchased. On November the 7th, the Scottsville Planning Commission, on a vote of three to one, recommended the rezoning slash SUP application to town council with the following voluntary proffers. The applicant will contribute $200,000 to the town to be used for construction of a sidewalk along Bird Street and or to expand the town's future trail network. Now, keep in mind $200,000 is not much to build a sidewalk. It is actually to go toward the 20% portion that the town will have to come up with to um, help with the cost of a million-dollar-plus sidewalk construction. Moving on, the applicant will provide at least three electric vehicle charging stations. The applicant will provide covered bicycle parking with at least 20 electrical outlets for charging bicycles. The applicant proffers to maintain for at least 10 years that at least 20% of the apartment units shall have a monthly affordable rent to households earning 60% of the area median income published by HUD for the Charlottesville MSA. I will have more on this in a later podcast. Now, there was a lot of discussion on the commercial part of the tire plant, which is in the small area plant. And the commission was pretty adamant about this. And so with a waiver, it's a parking waiver, Echelon Resources reserved 5,000 square feet for commercial use. So that's where we stood until December the 12th. And on this day, the council had called for a special meeting to be held specifically for the public hearing on this rezoning slash SUP application. On the Friday before, which would be December the 9th, 
Echelon Resources offered a voluntary proffer based on a TIF, or basically a county of Albemarle tax rebate. There is a whole application process that goes with this and would not even be started until after the property was rezoned via this application. However, if this was not approved, then Echelon would make a one-time donation of $100,000 to cover the pump replacement in the flood control system. There will be more on this later as well. However, due to legal implications of this particular voluntary proffer, the public hearing was postponed until January the 16th, 2023. Now, unfortunately, the town office did not communicate this change via social media, on the website, calling town councilors that the public hearing would not be held on December the 12th, and this caused a lot of confusion. So, instead of a public hearing, the meeting became a chance for the public to speak. And actually, there's a lot of good information that came out of this, and also some clarity on a couple of issues. So, first, it's water. And I know people are so tired of hearing about the water. But yes, there is plenty of water for increased residential dwellings. But when there is a fire, there's a problem. And Tim Carr of the Scottsville Volunteer Fire Department brought this message to light when he stated that the current availability of water in the tanks will last an hour and a half of firefighting. The upshot of this is representatives from the fire department, town staff, Echelon Resources, and the Albemarle Service Authority met to discuss the issue. There will be a report again at the January 9th meeting with the service authority. The other issue that came up was whether or not the town could financially sustain the increased population the apartment project could bring to Scottsville. Kevin Quick researched several of Echelon Resources projects in other localities and found that they all had a local real estate tax in addition to the counties. The question for town council to grapple with is how to pay the bills as increased services are required, whether the Echelon Resources rezoning slash SUP application passes or not. And then, speaking of services, it came up about police coverage. Now, this question was raised, and the suggestion was to get an impact study from the Albemarle Police Department. Well, Police Chief Jenkins retired from Albemarle County's Police Department, and he was quite high up in the pecking order of the organization. And so he had already completed an impact study on what would be needed for Scottsville. And this, too, will be discussed tomorrow evening. But again, the upshot of this is if you double the population of Scottsville, does it then follow that you double the need of services, particularly police, fire and rescue, public safety? And I will add right here that 
the two most important things for town council is financial feasibility and public safety. Hands down, two most important things that they are responsible for. Then, of course, um, the idea of floating bonds was mentioned, and Scottsville does not have a mechanism in place such as an economic development authority, which could provide a loan to a developer or business entity. Also, Scottsville simply does not have the financial basis to even consider this. It was also mentioned that South Boston, another area that Echelon had done work, had floated a $5.6 million bond for a project there. Now, the information given was based on a 2017 newspaper article, and according to Tom Rabb, the South Boston town manager, Echelon Resources actually paid the loan or the bond off in the fall of 2020. So if anybody has any questions about that, um, give Mr. Rabb a call. Where is town council on all of this? Well, again... They have a work session, Monday, January the 9th, starting at 7 o'clock in council chambers on the second floor of Victory Hall. And again, this will be the first time they have sat as a group to discuss the application before them. And as I said before about that voluntary proffer that came in on December the 9th, there's an update to that, and that will be discussed as well. I'm going to close out now and just say that I'll have more on this application and basically the community sessions Echelon Resources held in December. Also in the written portion of the podcast are a listing of all of the episodes I have done relating to Virginia Land Company, Southern Development, and Echelon Resources. So we end here, and as always, if you have a story, a song, an event, or an issue, perhaps it is time for a conversation. Would love to talk to you.